Hi, and welcome to the Fire Inspired Young Apostolic Podcast, or FIRE for short. Today we're going to be uh, continuing on in the In My Generation uh, lessons, or series, if you would. And uh, sorry for the delay, but we have been getting tons of snow here. And uh, and so um, we've been having to get out and, and uh, get certain items and, and different things. But um, last week we we talked about this and uh, we talked about uh, Daniel and his friends. And uh, in this series we've been talking about that today's generation, this group of young people, this group of young adults have been uh, have been labeled postmodern, uh, and y- y'all living in a day that um, that no one has had to face before. Uh, your culture, your 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 streams, your fads, your uh, everything that that drives a society uh, in this generation, it just seems like it's totally against God and totally against what He stands for and what the Word of God says, and it just seems like uh, everything just goes against what even Christ came to Earth for, and uh, morals and everything are just just constantly fading, and it seems like there's no hope for this generation. And in these seri- uh, in this series and in this in my generation, we are encouraging, we are uplifting, and we uh, we are um, equipping our young uh, young adults and our older teens uh, with the tools to stand out in their generation and to become leaders and influencers for Christ in a world that seems like so many are just followers. And last week we looked at Daniel and his friends, and this week we will too. Um, but uh, last week we talked about in order to stand out in your uh, in your generation, you must be willing to do what no one else is doing. And uh, we talked about Daniel and his friends said no thanks, just vegetables for us to the king's decree, and that they were going to live a holy and consecrated lifestyle. And uh, and we applied that to our lives, how we're going to live a consecrated lifestyle. Well, this week we're, we're going to be talking about uh, wisdom that Google cannot provide. Our key ba- passages is going to be Proverbs, the fourth chapter and the seventh verse. And Daniel, the first chapter, 17 through 20. Uh, and uh, the bottom line for this, for this uh, lesson or the main purpose for this lesson is to um, that this generation is to stand out amongst so many others. And in order to stand out in your generation, you must be willing to seek wisdom and not only information. You see, uh, if I were to give you an, an a encyclopedia volume you'd probably say uh, what is this or I may have seen this before and someone might ask you have you ever used it before and some of you might say no some of you might say yes then the question might be asked Ask, do we even still use these? And someone might 
might even ask you, do you know how to use an encyclopedia volume? And you, and let's be honest, we'd probably all say no, or, or, well, I guess, uh, let me, let me pull out, let me watch a YouTube video, uh, and, uh, we might laugh at that, but, um, that just goes to show you how, uh, how has the acquisition of information, how it has the ability to, to get information changed because of technology. You see, as knowledge increases, ways uh, differ. As knowledge increases, different things happen. You see, Russell uh, Bertrand offered an interesting observation about the current information age in the members of this generation when he when he said most people would agree that although our our age far surpasses all previous ages in knowledge there has there has been no correlative increase in wisdom this generation has vast access to information than ever before but is no wiser in fact, we have young young adults and even older teens unfamiliar on how to use this wealth of information to make wiser decisions. Some of you who are in college and, and perhaps maybe in high school, um, there was a man by the name of T.S. Eliot, a great and famous poet, once penned the question that are exampled in this generation where is the wisdom we have lost in knowledge, he asked. Where is the knowledge we have lost in information, is what he penned. And you might, and if I were to ask you that question, you would probably say, well, let me Google that. Why? Because we are members of an information-saturated society. Google is selling, Google is selling information wholesale with on-demand access to topics ranging from quantum physics to social revolutions to detailed historical data anytime, any place, anywhere. You see, technological advances have placed information and knowledge at your very fingertips, at my very fingertips, at everyone's very fingertips. Because you see, our phones have greater access to more information than the average household with the complete set or complete volume set of an encyclopedia. But you see what Cha-Cha-Cha texts you and what Wikipedia community of authors can't give you is wisdom. Do you feel overall that your, gener your generation is wise or possesses wisdom is the question I have for you today. Because you see Daniel in those Daniel and those three Hebrew boys had to learn something. As we learned in the first lesson, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah stood out in their generation because they were willing to consecrate themselves to God, doing a hard thing, I would say. Some, some things that no one else in their generation was willing to do. They were also noted 
as we talked about last week, as being found ten times wiser than the rest of their generation. Not only did were they consecrated to God, but they were also wiser. Not just knowledgeable, but wiser. And we see this in Daniel, the nineteenth chapter, the first chapter, nineteen and twenty. It says, "And the king communed with them, and among all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah." Therefore they stood before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and the astrologers that were in all his realm. You see, knowledge is merely the clarity of facts and truth, while wisdom is the practical ability to make constantly good decisions in life according to Diffin.com. So let's look at our key verses today. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. In the seventh verse, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Now let's look at Daniel, the first chapter, the 17th verse through the 20th. It says, and for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all were found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore stood, uh, therefore stood they before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realms. You see, after reading this, you can see that wisdom is a valuable thing. Every one of those young adults who received, who received the same, same education and had access to the same information. But these four Hebrew young men, young adults, or perhaps even older teens, had an incredible ability to apply the knowledge that they had learned to make wise choices. And not just wise choices, but wiser choices than their peers, their fellow comrades, perhaps maybe even their fellow uh, family. This was something the king valued. And in fact, no other counsel was found to be greater even by a fraction, as we read. Solomon, the author of much of the book of Proverbs, was a wise man, and he understood the value of wisdom. It was so valuable that, in fact, in Proverbs, the fourth chapter and the seventh verse, as we just read, he wrote, principle is, a, is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. 
before you you apply yourself to any other skill or endeavor to garn to garner wealth to gain influence get wisdom is basically what he was saying a wise man will know how to manage those things before they are ever attained and you might say well i have knowledge that equals wisdom knowledge does not equal wisdom being educated and knowledgeable and a consumer of information did not make the others in Daniel wise. As we just read in verse 17, we read that God gave them the skill required to become wise. In an entire generation of young adults and older teens, the ones closest to God were the wisest and the most influential. It was not those with the most education or who had the most business savvy. It was not those who had accumulated riches. The wisest in the lands were those who stood for God. They were not just considered wise by others, by other followers of God. But even the secular world, the world that didn't know who God was, the God of the God Jehovah of their day found them found them to be ten times wiser than any others. Now get this the world who did not acknowledge God, did not acknowledge the one that, that said, Let there be and there was light, looked at them and said, Whatever y'all are doing makes y'all ten times smarter, ten times wiser. Y'all make better investments. Y'all make better decisions. You, you you think things through constantly. You're if you don't know, you're willing you're willing to go to a source of information, or you're willing to to say, let me let me let me study on this. You're they're ten times greater. So let's apply this to to us today. And let's start with our title. As we already stated, wisdom that Google cannot provide. As young adults and older teens, we are faced daily with decisions that that are life-changing and long-lasting. And the decisions we make aren't just a spur of a moment. But they will stay with us for the rest of our lives. These des- There are decisions that information alone from Google and life hack cannot help us make we need wisdom in these decisions so as solomon said get wisdom your experiences you say well, what's that got to do you see your experiences when you when faced with a decision Many times we can apply wisdom from our experiences that we have endured before. That wisdom comes from an experience of success or even an experience of failure. But learn, learning from your mistakes 
don't make the same mistakes twice. That's wisdom. Where are some experiences that you have given wisdom for future decisions? Perhaps maybe you, you you said, I wanted to do this. And instead of chasing that, you uh, you said, well, what does God want me to do? Perhaps maybe you've uh, you've had to make decisions on who you're you're going to date. Uh, would they lead you to Christ or from Christ? Those are just some some of the decisions that possibly you've had to make. Did you get wisdom from those from those experiences, or did you not learn anything? And you're still looking for the wisdom from from that mistake. Every decision we make. can be a decision whether it's good or bad we can learn something from we can even get wisdom from the experience of others you see while failure and success success can be our greatest teachers sometimes it's better to learn from others failures and successes mentors and other leaders in our lives are an excellent source of wisdom count counsel in our lives seek out counsel when you're needing to make a life decision and be careful and the rule of the thumb is to be careful with whom you counsel with the trend for for a generation to put so much emphasis on living in a community is to counsel among their peers and while you're and yes that is good but while your peers may be knowledgeable and information, uh, knowledgeable, informed, and can provide nuggets of wisdom. Don't forget that they are in the same place of life you are. And are struggling with the same decisions as you are. It is easier for you to tell, uh, it is easier for them to tell you what you want to hear than the objective at hand. They cannot be they cannot be objective and they cannot provide you with points of concern because they see themselves in in the exact same shoes. You see your peers are an excellent source of support. Don't get me wrong, and many are making wise decisions, but be careful to weigh the source. This even includes counsel from individuals who are older. The story of Rehoboam illustrates the downfall of a king who chose who chooses to seek counsel among his peers rather than than the seasoned elders. Age does not equal wisdom, and unwise decisions can be made at any age. Seek out counsel from individuals who have accomplished what you desire to obtain. See, seeking the counsel from the elders creates an opportunity to, to collaborate with other generations, which fosters multi-generational relationships. Do you seek counsel from peers or from el elders more frequently? Why do you choose to seek counsel from the group? 
from that group over the other. You might be saying, well, it's because they can relate to me. Believe it or not, every generation can relate to another generation, no matter the age gap. Yes, technolo technology has changed. And perhaps different things have happened that another generation does not know about. But the same scenario, so to speak, or the same um, situation that you're faced with today, they were faced with, perhaps maybe not in the same degree, but they have the reason they have lived this long is because they, they had to make some kind of wise decisions. And your peers can give you wise decisions. They're, your, they're probably one of your greatest influencers. But if both of you are rowing a boat the same way, and they tell you to row it one way as they do it the same, are they really helping you? Or, it, or are you just going along with them? And lastly, you need to get wisdom from God. You see, as we read, these Hebrew young adults, they got their wisdom. And that wisdom came from God. As humans, we are apt to make decisions based on an emotional And we can perceive outcomes with few, with two few beings made following God's counsel. You see, we can make decisions based on on emotions, and we can perceive the outcomes, and 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 not very many of us make our decisions following God's counsel. God is the source of wise decisions. He is wisdom in himself. Yet it is easy to leave him out of the process far too many times as young adults, and even older adults and young teens. Decisions like purchasing a car, choosing a college, Investing in a relationships are better made when tempered or weighed with prayer. Many of our day-to-day -day decisions can be made when we filter those decisions through the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, prayer, and, and God's, God's answer. If a decision's outcome is contrary to either of those, then we should decide a different way. If we pray and we read God's word and it tells us to do one thing, and our decision is to do another, then we probably need to look for a different way. Major decisions, as we 
as well should be approached with time, an open mind, and a heart that has sought God's counsel. Again, through prayer, the Holy Ghost and His Word. Now let me ask you a question. How, oft, how often do you ask God for wisdom when making a decision? And is prayer an important part of the process for you? Because you see, God equals wisdom. Remember we talked about knowledge doesn't equal wisdom, but God does equal wisdom. In the four Hebrew, Hebrew young adults, or perhaps older teens, had wisdom beyond their peers because they stood for God. And, and counseled with Him. Not because they were informed or educated or skilled. Because the Bible says everybody was. That's what the king was looking for. But they stood out because God gifted them as they obeyed him. You will stand out as wise in this generation, in your generation, as well because you approach your decisions having found godly counsel in your experiences, others' experiences, and your connection to God. As you follow His ways, as you follow the Holy Ghost, as you follow the Word of God that leads us and guides us. The Word of God, I, I get tickled because people people say, well, it's old. If you open up the pages and begin to read, you'll, you'll find that this generation is not, not much different. My generation is not much different than the generation that was written. Those hundreds or thousands of years ago. The same situation I'm going through, I can, fi I can find, I can find a verse in the scripture that deals with that. So as we're getting ready to close, I'd like to end it with the prayer. I'd, I'd like to just strive home a point that you can get all the knowledge in the world. But what good does knowledge give you if you don't have any wisdom? My mother once said, knowledge is, is knowing the information. But wisdom is knowing when and how to use that information and how to apply it to our life. And if I can leave you with anything, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. You see, wisdom is not just making wise decisions. But wisdom is also understanding why why decision why these decisions have to be made. Let us pray. 
Dear God, we thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us. Lord, we ask you to help these older teens, these young adults, perhaps maybe in high school or college today, Lord God. Lord, we ask you, Lord Dieter Jesus, to give us the wisdom in decisions, whether they seem big or small. Lord God, that you would help us to make them. And Lord God, that that, that if we seek you with all of our heart, Lord God, that the answer be pleasing in thy sight. That our decision that we that that we have before you, that we make the right decision. That you lead us and guide us, Lord God. Lord, that you give us wisdom through your word, through our prayer. Lord, through our time with you, Lord God. Lord, we ask you, Lord, dear Jesus, that if that whatever decision we have brought before you, Lord God, that we make the right decision. Lord, that we up. Uh, that we look and appear ten times wiser than anybody else, Lord God. Just as you did for Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. Lord God, we're asking you, Lord Eder Jesus, that you'd help us to get, to get wisdom. Lord God, to make us wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And Lord God, that whatever decisions we might have today, Lord God, that that the end result would be for success and not for failure. But Lord God, if we've made decisions that, that we have failed at, Lord God, Lord, let us gain wisdom by looking back and seeing how uh, perhaps maybe we should have prayed on that decision. And Lord God, that you'd help us, Lord, to, to, to gain wisdom from from our elders and Lord gain wisdom from our peers Lord God but it'd be not just not just earthly wisdom but Lord godly wisdom Lord that our our relationship with you would would pr produce wisdom just as the relationship with you with Daniel and the three Hebrew children Lord that you granted them the wisdom Lord we're asking you to grant us the wisdom today and Lord God, that you'd help us to stand out in our generation that much more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We pray that you have a great week. And if you're like us, uh, snow has fallen down. Uh, so enjoy the snow. And tune in uh, early next week to talk about uh, I'm a pretty big deal. On Facebook in my generation. God bless. Stay safe.